In season one, David Yontef from Behind the Velvet Rope stopped by to talk about the Gossip Girl reboot. At the time we recorded, only half the season was released. Since then, all of season one is now available on HBO Max. They are working on season two. The entire show was interesting. I think I hate watched it, but I like hate loved it at the same time. This is a rebroadcast of that conversation, so I hope you all enjoy. And now, here we go to the show. Hey friends, love our show, but hate the commercials? Become a pop culture club member on Patreon for $15 a month to receive ad-free episodes with bonus content, bonus episodes, a virtual meetup to to discuss movies and television, and so much more. To learn more about how to become one of our Patreon pals, visit popculturemakesmejealous.com or hit the link in our show notes. Hey friends, welcome to Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous. I'm your host, Julia, and this week, David from Behind the Velvet Rope is back, and we are breaking down Gossip Girl's first six episodes. David, welcome back to the show. What is going on? How are you today? Uh, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm waking up. Well, you're you're on the West Coast, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's earlier for you. You have a reason to be tired. Yes. And my dog was like, hi, mom. It's I know it's 6 a.m., but you need to pay attention to me right now. You're like, I'm tired. Let me go back to sleep. Leave me alone. Pretty much. Yeah. I get it. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's really cute, though, so it's hard to be mad at her. She gets a pass. Yeah, she does. She's fluffy and so cute. Um, friends, if you'll remember, David was here for episode 13 when we talked about The Hills New Beginnings, and I'm really happy he uh, came back to talk about Gossip Girl. It's going to be good. We love a little Gossip Girl, don't we? Yes. And as a friendly reminder to all of you listeners, there will probably be spoilers. So you've been warned. If you haven't seen the first six episodes and and, and you're disappointed by the spoilers, I I'm, I can't help you. It's not my fault. You had plenty of time to watch all these episodes. <laughs> Seriously, we have to talk about it. There's going to be some spoilers. Yes, exactly. Okay, so let's dive in. So as a refresher for everyone, HBO Max released Gossip Girl on July 8th, and the show is more of a sequel than a reboot with no one clearly being like a Blair or a Chuck or a Dan. However, each character does have elements of the original cast. So when Gossip Girl first released all those weeks ago, the LA Times ran an article or a review rather titled What Made Gossip Girl a Phenomenon is Sorely Missing from the Reboot. And they said, and I quote, to say the original was an implausible cornball melodrama elevated by the soulful charisma of its frenemy leads like lively Serena and Leighton Meester's Blair is only a dig if something is only a dig if you have something against cornball melodrama. But the Gossip Girl is not as powerful a charm machine as its predecessor, even with the first series writer and executive producer Joshua Saffron in charge. Perhaps it's too aggressively glamorous. Expensive corn can seem like overkill, where a more modest production can read as authentic even when the story is ridiculous. Or perhaps it's the new show, which premieres Thursday, too often seems to take itself as seriously as the characters take themselves. One of the advantages of the original is that it's obviously a comedy and fun. So we've talked, we've watched the first six episodes and they've only released the first six episodes, which stresses me out because I need to know what happens now. But do you agree with this LA Times review? I feel like it made me feel a little cranky. I mean, I haven't read other articles on the matter. Now, I know that the first weekend this was out, it broke. I don't know. I I didn't understand the verbiage that I read. It said Mm -hmm. it broke all records, like, for the first weekend for HBO. So I don't know if this is now the highest rated show that has ever existed on HBO Max ever, or they mean, like, the first opening weekend it's sure. the highest ever. It's sure. a little, little bit of a difference. Yeah. But I don't necessarily disagree with that article. 
you're going to be like, really? <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I have an open mind for mm-hmm. everything. Like I loved the original Dallas and then TNT rebooted Dallas. And mm-hmm. I loved that. Like if I think <gasps> about, yeah, oh my God, it was so good. I mean, it got canceled, of course. Yeah, it, it did. Fun. Yeah. But I, like if I think of all these reboots, like 90210, mm-hmm. not BH90210 with the originals, but the other one with like Sinead Grimes and right. Anna Lynn McCord, and then Melrose Place with mm-hmm. Ashley Simpson, which was like, I'm trying to think of a reboot and Charmed. I watched two episodes and said, I, I can't even do this. I, I didn't even try the reboot of Charmed. I couldn't. I tried. I mean, I don't like the actresses. I'm like, mm-hmm. throw throw someone in there. Like, if Alyssa comes and makes an appearance, I'll watch. Right. But, like, I can't think of any reboot. And there might be one that I liked as much. The Hills is probably as close as possible. That's yeah. not even as good. Right. But at least I love The Hills. I think we're the only ones because mm-hmm. no one's watching. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. I don't necessarily disagree with that. I, I think you might like this incarnation of Gossip Girl more than me. <laughs> so my friend and I reviewed the first episode. Uh, we did a recap and we were like, what is this trash? But we're still going to watch it. Like that was the theme of that episode. And so it just kind of, to me, it felt like it took a really long time to get into the Gossip Girl vein, into the Gossip Girl stride. Like, I felt like episode three or four was when they were like, finally, you kind of got it. Like, oh, okay. We needed three episodes of setup before we actually got the tone of Gossip Girl. Like, that felt like a long time to get there. And for me, I think it was more like maybe six episodes. Like, okay. this past, the ending here, well, there's so many things to unpack. I <laughs> like, I, I don't, I think for me, one of the main, right, there's no real, yes, they all have elements of characters. I mean, there's no real, like, Leighton and Blake, like, you see why they're superstars. They're so I mean, well, good. well, Blake especially, but, <laughs> yes, you know, Blake, Leighton's great. She just doesn't have the career Blake has, but it, it was so good. Like, I don't like or really care about the two sisters. And I thought that was an interesting uh, avenue, I guess, to try and explore because it feels. Yeah, I mean. Is that trying to make it relatable to Gen Z because more kids have like that sort of like, you know, I have a half sibling and kind of situation. Like, I wasn't sure why that was the. I mean, the whole thing is a statement to like, Hey world, we get it. There's diversity. Right. We have, we'll get into all the sexuality that's being represented. Mm-hmm. It's like, so I get it. They're trying to throw everything in the kitchen sink in there, which I'm okay with that. But I just don't like, I think it's the actresses. I just can't, there's nothing wrong with them. Yeah. Yes, the older. And by the way, this shows you like, how it's not grassing me like I'm not gonna try to know your name like right it just needs to come it just needs to come naturally Mm -hmm. so I don't know when I knew that you know that Serena's name was Serena I think probably the first episode Mm -hmm. I don't know 99% of the people's names in this show now (laughs) I admit so then I'm like is it me is it that I'm just busier in life and there's so much going on in my life now because I do my podcast every day and like my threshold for like but then I look at something like Emily in Paris which was new Mm -hmm. I took to that within one episode yep same selling selling sunset I took to within three minutes like I need season three of selling sunset ASAP please season four you mean I mean season four thank you life's hard but even like younger okay younger started many years ago Mm -hmm. but I mean I took to that in a second and I'm still obsessed with younger even though it's over and we're in our final season now so I don't know I think it's just I I don't know people's names really I I, they're not sticking in my mind so that says something I agree and so another thing that bothered me and there's too many people there's too many characters for the beginning of a show yes there's seven like main characters which feels awkward for a show that's not an ensemble cast situation because what made the original gossip girl work in my (laughs) mind so well is that you had the clear like yeah you had chuck serena blair 
Chuck, Serena, Blair, Dan were kind of like the innate, were kind of like the main focus. And then everybody was an outlier. Like, sure, there was Dan's sister, Jenny. Sure, there was Serena's brother, little Jay. Um, But the thing is, like, you wanted more of them because they came when you knew all about Serena and Blair and Dan and Chuck and and Nate. So, like, you wanted more Eric and Eric Mm. explored his sexuality because, like, by the time you got there, you knew the key character. So you're Mm -hmm. like, how interesting. Serena's brother, Eric, has more of a story this year. Great. Like, you almost welcomed it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Because the things that I got hung up on was they kept referencing like Zoya Jane and Julian Elizabeth. And that has significance. Well, what's the significance? Like you keep recalling that there's significance, but you're giving us nothing towards that. So I felt like they kept dropping things into the storyline. And granted, there's still six episodes that haven't been released and will be released in November, but there's nothing like that. We didn't get a whole lot of understanding. It was like, Okay, so they secretly have a relationship that their dads didn't know about. And P.S. I love Luke Kirby, so him showing up as Julian's dad made me actually very happy. But but it was just kind of like there's a lot of things happening, and I don't know where to focus. Uh, yeah, like uh, Audrey's mom having issues. Like there's just so many side stories happening that I'm just like I feel like I'm having ADHD moments. And that's the other thing, like. Yes. Okay. I mean, you had me at Kelly Rutherford because I loved Melrose Place, but like Lily Vanderwood did. And then like, you know, Rufus. And, but even then like Blair's mother becomes more of a thing. And so it's like the parents were so dynamic Yes. in the first one. And yeah, I, I don't know. It's like, there's so many, listen, and some of these actors do rise to the top for me that I find interesting to watch, but like, even the parents are just bland to me here. Mm -hmm. There's not anything drawing me to them. It also really bothered me that we found out who Gossip Girl was in episode one. I really took issue with that. It was. See, I, that's the one of the things that I kind of like. Oh, okay. Believe it or not. I, now I don't like that's, I I like that, you know, that Mm -hmm. not, I just like it because it's like, this is so different, mm-hmm. but yet it does add a lot of this story now that mm-hmm. like they're plotting and scheming and like, you know, and you see, I don't know what they would do without it. That's like a huge part of, and that's where at the end, like the last episode and, <gasps> and a half, that's when it started coming together of like these teachers and the way they're handling this is actually the humor. I think it's now the most like, like the original it's starting to have that flair to it where especially where she talks about how she always wanted to be famous and have her stuff like and now she is like this is it like that's her thing but even the funny like when they were dividing it off and she's like you're on this duty and I'm like this is like one of the best funniest scenes so far and so like if they just doubled down on that like that has the feel of the original to me yeah one of the only times yeah so I mean I actually like that kind of well and I uh, in the sense of by episode six when they finally get into that a groove I agree with you on that because that was pretty entertaining I think in the beginning when you find out who it is and they're fumbling through trying to figure it out that was hard for me to watch because I'm sitting over here thinking you're making you're like creating these paper trails of what you're doing and then you're gonna get fired and this stresses me out like I (laughs) just I don't know yes I mean and I do like how you know what it is it's just they are making references the same way the first one made references but maybe I was just like at a different age and like related to it like in the first one when they made all these references about like Gawker and this and Mm -hmm. they are doing the same thing it's social but they're not as, I don't like, it's those little nuances. Mm-hmm. Like when they're like, oh, you know, you won't be on Vogue. You'll just be on Pop Sugar or whatever it is. <laughs> that like made me chuckle. Making, yeah, like, but it's not the same for some reason to yeah. me. These little 
things about, you know, is it but because they are do you- doing it. They are doing it. They're saying like, you know, and I'll post when I want to, and you know, yeah. and, you, know you have to have scheduled posts. So it is the same thing. They're doing mm-hmm. the same thing. So is it what? Like, I don't know. I, I don't do know you, what it is. I was going to say, do you think because, well, and, and in 2007, we were still sort of insular, right? Like we didn't really have the internet in the way that we have it now. So those types of like big get things were huge and totally strive for, you know, now you can have a million followers and nobody knows who you are. And so it makes it a little bit like yeah harder to not harder, but it's not, I don't know. It just, yeah, I, I don't know how I'm trying. I don't know how to express this without sounding like with with the words that I need. But there's so much more room and space now for somebody to be a, some sort of influencer or celebrity in their own right that certain types of achievements don't necessarily do. They still carry the same weight, I guess, is what I'm trying to figure out. Well, you I know? never thought about it like that, but that's a good point, because like back in the day, like you really felt like Serena and Blair were the elite. Yes. Like you felt like this school was elite. And like, I don't know, like I live in New York. So it was so like, rel- it was very accurate. Mm-hmm. It was accurate. Like I know people that went to all these private schools and like, they would say like, they would say like Ed Westwick and Chase Crawford. It was like, would go across the street. Like the one girl I know was in, I even did an episode on my podcast about this. I had like a real life girl who I'm friends with who yes. cities right she grew up on the Upper East Side and she said like Ed Westwick and Chase Crawford would like literally come over to our school when we were standing outside and like just want information like doing character research like yeah it was an accurate portrayal of like the elite in New York like I got that feeling mm-hmm. that like Serena and Blair were stars mm-hmm. right because nobody was a star it was more of the era of like why is Paris Hilton on page six? Now, Paris is an icon and we know yeah, why. Yeah. But at that time, you're like, why? You know what I mean? Like we had these people like that whole, like you're famous for not, you know, you're famous for being famous. So when Blair and Serena were there, you're like, of course, Serena and Blair are superstars mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they are. They're just talked about. They're those Paris Hilton types that aren't, don't do anything. And now it's like, yeah, I never thought of that, but that is true. Like everyone is an influencer. You could live in like Iowa and have a million followers and be more of an influencer making money and elite or on TikTok than mm-hmm. anyone living on the Upper East Side of New York. So yeah. it doesn't feel as elite. Like anyone could be in that category. And it's kind right. of true. Because with her struggle, like with Julian's struggles with like, her presentation on her Instagram and losing followers and that drama between her and Zoya and Obi, because I've worked with influencers and have worked in influencer marketing. Like to me, that felt real, but also that's literally millions of people's lives. So why is Julian different and special? Yes. And yes. Like, I don't feel that she's as special. Mm -hmm. I think it's just like a sign of the times. Yeah. And that final, that scene in the episode six where all these brands were coming to her, you know, and I, and it, granted, I didn't, I haven't worked with people who are in the millions of followers category. We're talking like mid-level influencer kind of stuff, but they're coming to her and pitching her. It was just kind of like, is that, is that, is that the level that you're at when you have millions of followers? Is right. Like, like they, do you really do they take- come to you like that? I don't think so. I think when you have like a million followers, you take everything that comes to you. And and I feel like you still have to pitch and still have to make an effort to be like, here's what we can do to get, you know, it's not like I'm trying to get you because you're so famous kind of stuff. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. Maybe that's a huge part of why it doesn't work as much. You mm-hmm. just don't feel like they are elite. You right. don't feel like it. Right. Yeah, they have money and this and that. But even that, you don't, you know, like, is it because we've seen it all before? Like, you know, everyone has the family dinners and, mm-hmm. you know, this and that. But yeah, like with Blair and Serena, like you just felt like they were filthy, rich Mm -hmm. and famous and elite, that whole thing. And doing all kinds of fabulous things. Like I love 
This portion of the show is brought to you by Tidy Revival. If you find yourself stressed by clutter and want to create simple solutions that are easy to maintain, Carly Adams will teach you exactly what to do in the clutter-free home process course community. Learn the steps she uses with every client and tips to help you think like a home organizer using short, easy steps. Plus, get personalized accountability and access to the private community for a full year. Check it all out at tidyrevival.com slash pop to learn more. We are supported by Maya, my yoga audio. Looking for a great read and a great listen? Then you want to read the short but powerful life and death memoir by Megan Morgan called The End of Me. It's about Megan's three brushes with death. And believe me when I say that it is meant to be a movie one day, friends. Also, check out Megan's interviews with wellness professionals and creatives, as well as yoga and meditation classes on her podcast, Maya, My Yoga Audio. You can find the book and the podcast on her website, myyogaaudio.com. Tune in to My Yoga Audio wherever you listen to this podcast and buy the book directly from Megan. The End of Me is also available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other major online book retailers. So the references to the old um, version make me really happy because they. It, I thought that was a good attempt to at tie in. And, you know, when they're deep, the teachers are deep diving on the original Gossip Girl trying to figure out what this thing is and they make reference to Blair having been a princess you know, things like that. It doesn't feel like those things could happen in this newer version. You know, there is no opportunity for that kind of like big, because that was her thing. Blair, all she wanted was to become a princess and then it happens and then it doesn't work out. (laughs) Just like, what's our character's thing? Like, what's their thing that's going to be their thing for the next seven seasons if they have seven or six seasons, if they have six seasons, like that's not there now. I feel a lot of all the people... Yeah. It's not, I don't know. There's something I really want to like it. So the teachers in the end were like, wow, now they are kind of standing out to me. Mm -hmm. Even like the, all three of them in their own way are funny. Maybe that's the direction they're heading in into the next six episodes is that it's going to be more about the teachers than the kids. Maybe. And like the fact that they're trying to keep this up and like they, they're in over their heads. Like mm-hmm. that's funny. And right? it bought, just like when, um, uh, Kate Keller tells when they get the video, we'll get to this in a little bit, but when they get the video of Rafa and one of the students, I, and then it's gone, I was, and then she's like, Oh, I gave Rafa the login and me, cause I work in social media now and everybody wants to log into the accounts. So I'm like, no, because that's just, that's, we're going to, that's a risk. If too many people have the information to log in, that's a risk. And, and then, Oh, I was like, Oh, when, anyway, we'll get to it. The last time you were here, we did kind of touch a little bit on the new Gossip Girl, speculated a little the diversity of the cast. Somebody wrote an op-ed for <laughs> Pop Sugar about the diversity, and she sort of criticized the show for not having more. Um, she, she said, yes, thank you for the representation, but also you couldn't, basically she was like, you couldn't find a dark-skinned girl. And so me being a biracial human, black parent, white parent, I was like, oh, we finally have a lead in a show that's a big deal on HBO who's mixed. And we're seeing her life sort of with her white parent played by Luke Kirby, as I mentioned before, who I love. So I just kind of felt like, which leads me, yeah, it leads me to like, could they even have tried to cast differently? Because in my mind, all of the dark skinned actresses that I could come up with, the only one that would be age appropriate was Sky Jackson. And I, and she's like 19, I think. And, but everyone else I could think of was older. So then I'm like, of course, spiraling. Is that me just not being aware of all of the actors and actresses that exist in the world? But again, that becomes that conversation of you can have people be stars and have followings, but you don't know that they exist. And then it becomes like, I mean, I just think you'll be criticized no, no matter, matter what. what like okay so if we got someone a little darker skin it wouldn't have been enough like mm-hmm. I just think I mean you know and I don't know that 
I'd have to really break this down, but just actresses that come to mind, I'm not saying that they're dark skin, but like, okay, you have like a Yara Shahidi. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I think that Grownish is ending. I, I think. Yeah, it's their last season. So she'll go back to Blackish, which Blackish is in its last season too. They're oh, starting God. their last season too. Blackish was, I, Grownish was great and now I'm over it. I could barely watch. It's like in the background. <laughs> but blackish is still to me phenomenal Mm -hmm. like it's i think it's so good or like zendaya you could throw i mean you know again i'm making a lot of assumptions that any of these people want to do a tv show right but zendaya did euphora and and that was huge for hbo max because she won was it the emmy for best actress i mean she won an award for it but still but still it's like hbo had their gritty high school drama already so Gossip Girl can't be that. No, it cannot. So I don't know. But yeah, I find the whole like, and I don't know if this is just because I'm gay and it's hot, but I find the whole Rafa like that storyline is one. And I even think that that actor who's playing I forget his name, but I he's know. beautiful. I, he's, I was he's like, a model in real life. He's is a he? Model. Yeah. Well, he mm. was before this. Now I guess it makes he's an sense. Actor. Yeah. He that like at least because that does. I mean, come on. Like I'm sure that that type of thing happens. So like that's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I do. I mean, they really are trying to be as diverse as possible with all the sexuality. Like people are bi, not which binary. Is, which yeah, is so huge like everything because- Everything is represented, yeah. Right, and that's huge because there's not a whole- like with the original Gossip Girl, Eric was kind of all we got in that regard. And I think that was because of the limitations of the time. And so to see so much happening, like with Aquino and just him sort of going through this self-discovery and being confused- I love seeing that because there's so much, for lack of a better word, there's so much like trauma porn when it comes around like marginalized groups where it's like this horrific, like coming out story. And then they get thrown out of the house and now they're homeless. Like we've had those stories. It's time to show positive stuff. It's time to show like your life doesn't end just because you're not hetero kind of stuff. And I think that they are addressing that and handling it. I mean, I'm a straight woman, yeah. so I'm just from the outside. I'm not in the community. No, I think but from the outside, it looks like job. I do. And I, I, I think they're doing a good job. It's just, I don't know. I think it has potential, but like, mm-hmm. well, I mean, like you look at like Melrose Place in the beginning, it was horrible that first yeah. week and they figured it out. Yeah. But this, and they said, we have to change the whole show. I mean, we have no Heather Locklear nor Aaron Spelling. <laughs> Right. nor Darren Starr, but Josh Schwartz, like, come on, figure it out. Like, I feel like, I feel like they have the basic bones and they mm-hmm. need to just say, we have to change this whole show. I, and I do think you need to ship some people away to a boarding school. Yeah. And they need to focus on something, right? Like pick a lane. Cause I feel like right now they're in seven different lanes and that's really hard watching episode the mid-season finale episode six which aired on august 12th for those of you listening i felt like it was the strongest episode so far but i also felt like okay there's so many things about the first five episodes that we've sort of dropped off that we like so i need you to focus like what is the focus who is going to be the principals of this show the teachers or the kids or like i always felt that lily they did a great job with Lily and the Rufus storyline with the original Gossip Girl that made it feel like it wasn't always a secondary storyline. Some it made you feel like they were such a strong part of the the cast. And it was so good, like you and cared. It, yeah, and so with this one, I'm like, okay, I don't understand. Like Luke Kirby. Okay, so you're super famous music guy. Got it. You're dating. You're lying to your daughter about dating. Got it. Like I I understood when that part of the episodes happened. I related to that. My child 16, you know, you kind of, his little speech about like, you know, I, for, I forgot at some point that you were grown and you could probably handle it. I was like, Oh, that feels like something a 40 year old parent would say to their teenager. Cause I would say that to my teenager, but I'm not invested like Kiki, like Kiki, what's going on girl. Like people get left all the time. People's businesses get 
go bust all the time. So like, what is the deeper issue? Are we going to get more of that? Like, there's just so many small little things happening that I'm just like, I need you guys to pick like four and focus. (laughs) Yeah. And like, is this important? Are we coming back to this ever? Because Audrey makes comments. Yeah. Because Audrey makes comments about like her dad and it's, you know, is your dad coming to the parent teacher night or, you know, shit like that. And I'm just like, what's going on with her dad? What's happening with Audrey's dad? (laughs) It's all a little, I don't know. So I feel like it has potential, you know, it has potential, but I just, and I didn't even think there the, the minion friends, Luna and Monet, like, I think that first of all, I love Monet. She gives no, I mean, I was going to say like, that's like at least like a nod to the original. That's kind of in your face that I like, Mm -hmm. like when I had on, uh, Zuzana, Yes, Who which, oh Dorota. my God, everybody has to stop right now and go listen to that episode because it was so good. She's so fabulous. I loved having her on. She said, you know, there's got to be a Dorota character. Because I see, you know, I asked her if she'll, you know, she's like, sure, like, I'm here, Josh. Pick yeah. Up the phone and call. But like, where is the Dorota character? Like, I would actually prefer it to, and also these obscure references are going over my head. Now I am... Like, I didn't realize that that little Satan boy, that devil spawn boy, oh, uh, that's, that's Georgina's son. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. I yeah. read it somewhere. I was like, when, what, what? when was yeah. that clear? Maybe they mentioned it, but that went over my head. Yeah. So like, I actually wish that they're like, I wish it was more like. Because Dorota kind of like, grounded not just Blair, but everybody. Yeah. She, she really was the wise, the wisdom because they're teenagers. So there's a lack of wisdom because you're new to the planet and you're new to life. And here's Dorota. Who's got like all knowing eyes because she sees things and she hears things and she's very discreet, but yet like, she is such a guiding hand with all of them, Serena, Dan, Blair, all of them. And we don't have that in this one. So maybe that's why it feels like it's hurting cats. Yeah. So I wish there was just more like, oh my God, that's the Serena of the group. That's Mm -hmm. the, you know, I wish it was more of that actually, you know, and listen, I'm glad that, I mean, the sister that came, which to me is the equivalent of Dan, like, I'm glad she's not gossip girl. So I'm glad it's not like that closely related, but Mm -hmm. somewhat would have been nice. I don't know. It's just me. I wonder, cause they made references, they dropped little nuggets about like, oh, some of the original cast is coming back and isn't this exciting. So we got Nelly Yuki, which was, ex- which was fun to see because I think that she was one of those characters throughout the original season that every time she came back after high school, she had a new transformation that was just kind of like, get it girl. Like you do you. <laughs> um, I like that, you know? Yeah. So bringing her back was fun to see. Um, but now I'm just like, is that the only callback we're getting? Or are you going to actually, cause they referenced Nate Archibald a couple of times. And then they referenced Dan Humphrey a couple of times, but I know that Penn Badgley has made it very clear that he's like, thank you, Dan Humphrey for this opportunity, but never again. So I'm just like, are you wait, who said that? He said, thank you for Dan, but it will never happen again. Penn Badgley. Yeah. Uh, that I believe. Because he didn't really like tour now. I know, because hello, he's so good in you. It's creepy and I love it. <laughs> yes. But I'm curious if they're gonna try and bring back some of the other folks too. Like I know everyone's doing other things, but it would be really like I said, they never they referenced Nate Archibald a couple times, but also. Nate was my favorite and I love Chase Crawford. So that could just be me selfishly wanting to see Nate come back. I mean, listen, Blake Lively's not coming. Let's just, let's put that out there. And Penn is definitely not coming. And I don't know if Layton would come either, to be honest with you. Her and Adam Brody are kind of serious when it comes to those things. So, I mean, I don't know. Chase Crawford is possible, right? Like, I don't think he's so... I think he's, you know, like I've met like a, like a pen and he's pretty serious. Yeah. Maybe Ed Westwick. Oh, I would love that. 
Yeah, that might be, that's possible. Think mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know what he's doing right now. I know like right. everyone that's else like is what I doing mean. something. Ed might be prime for this. Yeah. He's so cute. They were all so cute. You I know. think that I watched, did was- you watch his show on ABC that lasted for a minute about him being a serial killer? It was great. What? Okay. No. When I say, well, when I say it lasted for a minute, I, I'll Google it. I think it had like, like six episodes. I mean, it could have gotten picked up, but it was canceled. Yeah. It was, it was him. I don't think he was officially Jack the Ripper. Oh. But he was such like that. And he was a great serial killer. Oh my gosh. Interesting. Yeah. I saw looking, his... It's going to be one of these where I'm like, oh, that's the name of it. Wicked City. It Wicked... was really, it was with Jeremy Sisto from Suburgatory. And... What? Yep. Jeremy was one of the cops. Again, when I say this lasted, I think I'm looking at pr- number of episodes eight. Do they show all eight? Well, that's more than I thought they would have. I, oh this, my I don't, gosh. It was with, oh, and it was with Teza Formiga, who's Vera's sister, Vera Formiga's sister, Teza, Gabriel Luna. Oh my this. gosh. Yeah, no. Oh, Evan Ross, Diana Oh my Saad. gosh. Yes. It was, you got to, Erica Christensen, you got to watch this, but it really don't, just don't get too into it because it was. Because it was, it was canceled. It was not bad. It was a good show. Interesting. And it I w- was the police were on the case of this killer. And I think they knew Ed Westbrook. I think he was like, you know, he pretended that he was normal and like it was right in front of them. But he was a killer. And I think wow. it was geared towards women. Interesting. Yeah. I watched the first couple episodes of his show on Netflix. White Gold takes place in the 80s. And he's like, a curtain salesman but I feel like if I remember correctly this is a couple years ago now since I've watched it but I feel like and it was canceled um I think there's two, I don't know I think that I, there's for sure a full season I don't know if it, there's a second season but it takes place in the 80s in England so he gets to you know speak in his natural dialect which is real sexy we like that yep and um he is like this blind salesperson but also he like I don't know. I, it didn't stick. I put it on when I would get ready for bed. So clearly like it made an impact. Cause I don't really remember anything else other than the cars huh. and the costumes and him speaking in his natural voice, which is again, like I said, real sexy. sexy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm here for it. I just watched, um, was it vanity uh, variety did a thing this or that with Thomas Doherty. And I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot you have a Scottish accent. That's real cute. Mm. He's you forget so, until they're like, you're like, oh yeah. And he's just so beautiful. He like, first of all, <laughs> I don't know if it's because I'm an old lady now, but all like for, <laughs> we did not grow up with that much sex on TV, which, okay. Cause of the era. Right. But also like these children, they're all grown ups, but they're children because they were not born in the same decade as I. They're so beautiful that I'm just like, this makes me feel uncomfortable. I need to Google to make sure you're over 18. <laughs> this gossip girl loves its sex. Yes. We've had threesomes and all the things. My friend and I actually in the beginning we have fathers like, and sons. I mean, I'm I'm telling you, this this teacher is gonna sleep. I think the father slept with the teacher. I think he's lying. This portion of the episode is brought to you by Pleasant Creative Company. Have you ever experienced analysis paralysis when trying to craft your business's brand? A new kind of brand kit that takes the decision-making off your plate and delivers both strategy and a high-quality visual identity. The brand kit is designed to make branding your biz easy by taking out as many of the agonizing decisions as possible. Here's how it works. You start by taking the archetype brand quiz, which Kelly wrote to be reminiscent of those old 17 magazine quizzes. You remember those, right? Once you finish the quiz, you'll get a link to your suggested archetypes brand kit. This kit contains all the elements you need for a solid brand that reflects your brand's personality. No more pouring over color swatches or trying to find just the right font. If you're ready to get yours, visit pleasantcreative.co today. 
Hues by Jewels offers custom artwork and original prints specializing in watercolor, focusing on the human form and different shades of skin. If you're looking for that perfect gift for a birthday or have a special memory you'd like to commemorate, visit Hues by Jewels on Instagram. That's Hues, H-U-E-S by Jewels, J-U-L-E-S. We are looking for advertising partners. When you support this podcast, you're supporting a woman-owned BIPOC small business. We're looking for other small business partners who want to get in front of an audience of like-minded folks looking to smash the patriarchy and make cultural change. If that's you, email us at popculturemakesmejealous to get started. Just put ad partner interest in the subject line. Can't wait to hear from you. Okay, so friends who are listening, the mid-season finale, episode six. So you have Rafa, who is a teacher. You have Max Wolf, who is a student, who is Thomas Doherty, who is beautiful. That jawline, oh my God. He's gorgeous. Anyway, they develop a relationship. But then Thomas Doherty realizes, oh, he does this. This is his thing. Like, that's his mindset. Like, you're the teacher who finds a student and has a relationship with him, which I feel like is pretty typical in Jason Saffron, Josh Schwartz-esque shows. And then when Max decides like, this is done, we're over because they tried to, for people who are listening, they tried to um, catfish him with Max's dad. So that's where that comes in. Right. Cause there's like, oh, we're going to catfish my, um, my dad with Rafa. And then not realizing that they created a connection. So then when Max is like, I'm done, Rafa's like, cool, I'm gonna I'm gonna go get your dad. I think you think they slept revenge. together. Yeah. Because he asked him in that scene, he said, What happened? And he said, you know, I went over when he said, like, you know, he just wasn't just drink. my teacher. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, I figured that out. He blah, 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 and wants to talk about you. And then I realized that wasn't, we just had to I don't, I'm telling you. The way the camera panned to him, mm-hmm. like one second, I'm like, no, nope. I'm like, there's more. The father, I think they'll flashback in the scene where he said, no, no. But no. Rafa can be very then, convincing. Right. And then Joss was like, oh my God. So I think the father and son through Rafa have now slept together. Yep. I think oh, that's coming. Well, geez. I think that's coming, but that's yeah. where the show goes. Like they show yeah. him like, giving him a blowjob in the school like this is this is they want to push the boundaries with this they're like they really do I I had predicted in um our a recap I did a few weeks ago that there was going to be a threesome between Max and Audrey and Aquino like like that they they set that up very clearly I think from the jump and yeah I was actually expecting it sooner than episode six. So when it happened, when it like the introduction to it happened in episode six, I was like, all right, there it is. Finally, <laughs> like it took you guys yeah. long enough. <laughs> I- I'm telling you just, you'll remember I said this, I swear that he slept with the father. I'm positive of it because they're like, just think it's going to be like sick on a different level. They're, yeah. they're going to go there. I'm telling you, they're going to go there. You know, in HBO, because it's not, so somebody was telling me that they're re-airing it on the CW after the fact. And after watching episode six, I'm like, how the shit is this going to make it on network television? I, cause some of the scenes, like the video that he sent that, that Max sends into Gossip Girl of he and Rafa being intimate. And then just like, just there, I'm just, I just can't figure out how that would work with network. I didn't realize they were going to show it on the CW after that's such a interesting thing there's gonna be a lot of editing that seems to be the trend because that's what younger did like younger is now back on tv Mm -hmm. which i didn't realize i think they're back on the place they were before like right paramount tv land or something uh, yeah although i think then it went to like paramount i didn't realize all that but like interesting yeah did you have any lingering questions after watching episode six so many i'm 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 confused about any of the references. I don't get any of the references to the original. They all go over my head. 
And there weren't. A, and I'm usually good like that. Yeah. The original was so good at tying in current culture and people and even throwbacks that made sense that everyone could grasp. Right. Like they did. They handled that so well. And then this one, I'm like, have there been sl- again? I'm an old lady. Have there been as many celebrity and granted there's only six episodes, but like, I feel like even in the first six episodes of gossip girl, we had some major celebrity. Like um, when they would say, right. Like when they would say things like, you know, Oh, I was out all night. Like, you know, so annoying, like Paris Hilton and mm -hmm. like in not even, I keep going back to Paris, but not even her, like they would do like the Lizzie Grubman's or like whatever was of the moment in New York they worked that in and they do they they do it here more like I think on a global level like Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was Dua Lupa or whatever singer they referenced oh yeah they yeah her dad has more Grammys than Dua Lipa and somebody else combined yeah and then they were trying to get someone to play or maybe that was like a made-up I don't know I just I agree there's not as many like little nuances that are so mm-hmm. New York specific, which I guess if you don't know the New York scene, it goes over your head, but it just makes it more authentic that way. And with Blair being obsessed with fashion in the original and the way that they brought in so many people from the fashion industry, it just solidified the new, in my mind, being in California, that makes me think like, oh yeah, that's totally New York, right? Because all the people are housed there. All the magazines are housed there, right? All the HQs are there. So of course Blair Waldorf's mom is going to have a party and Rachel Zoe is going to be there. And the editor in chief of Vogue is going to be there like, duh. Right. <laughs> like that's the thing. These people. So, right. Like there are people. So I don't know if it's because this shot, did this shoot mainly during COVID? Yeah, probably. I think so. I think they started shooting because I think so. I was watching again probably. an interview with Tom, with um, Tom Doherty. He was shooting something in Atlanta in a year ago, and he said that they he found out they were gonna redo Gossip Girl, and he was like, "Oh, I wonder if I could get an audition." And then here he is, Max Wolf. Oh, wow. <laughs> Interesting. So they did it pretty quick, I think, based on that interview he did with Entertainment Weekly. That made, that leads me to believe that he, they they pumped this out pretty quickly. So maybe that's what they maybe that's why. Because like even when Zuzana was on my show, she was talking about that scene she loved, like she was in it with Cindy Lauper. Yes. Oh my god, they, that story was so good. They need to throw in like guest stars. Hmm. Right. Like it's New York. So they're filming sex in the city now. Like, I don't know, just like you need to throw in famous New Yorkers to yes. make it like they're really in they, that inner circle. And they reference, um, they made a, a reference to HBO girls because she commented, Kit Keller commented about how she dropped out of Iowa and Iowa produced some amazing people like Hannah Horvath, which is, you know, Lena Dunham's character from Girls. And for me, considering, uh, and considering how problematic Lena Dunham has been over the last seven-ish years, I thought that was an interesting, I thought that was, I'm going to say brave move to reference her. <laughs> Interesting. I didn't even catch that. Like it was quick. I had just because I never got into girls, really. Yeah, and, and I feel like you're not missing much there. But it it was. I watched the episode a second time, and I caught that I caught it the second time. So they're throwing in quick quips. But again, like if somebody's never watched girls, they're not going to know if Hannah. Horvath is a real person or a fictional reference. So they're mixing fictional references with real references and it's blurring that line of like, what, what, what? They need to just, I don't know. I just don't, I think it has really, it has a lot of potential. Yeah, It does, but I'm not feeling it. Like, I, I, I don't want to sway you. I don't want to <laughs> bring you down. Like, no, no, I... no, it's totally fine. Like I said earlier, my friend and I are like, this show is garbage, but we're still watching it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, not going to watch it. I just, right. I would love to love it. Now, I don't know as far as where it is now with ratings and if it's like 
but I can tell you that first week. So I don't know if everyone watched it the first weekend and they're like, this is garbage. I'm done. Right. Or they're like, I will still keep watching it. Cause if the ratings are good, I mean, it certainly the, doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. And I, I know. So when I was kind of trying to pull some more recent stuff, like what Number, people were saying, yeah. I couldn't really find anything recently written. Everything was written the week of, or the week after it released. So no one's really talking about it in the same way. I do know that the fan base online is still pretty strong though, because really, yeah, gossip. So for people listening, gossip girl is on Instagram, obviously, but then all of the characters themselves on the show are also on Instagram. And so uh, of course I follow the gossip girl Instagram. Yeah. Like that's, um, that's like the original. And so, well, they've revamped it to be uh, the new one. So they reshare, but they don't reshare a lot, but on Twitter, people are talking about it pretty heavy. Especially when they dropped the Dumois reference. Oh my God. Twi- the Twitterverse lost its shit. Why? They just love that? Yeah, because they were like, oh, because, you know, everyone's talking about how Dumois is the new gossip girl. And so Zoya makes a comment about somebody sending her dub smashes to Dumois. And so Dumois' response the next day or later that day was like, I would never do that to Zoya. But then everybody's commenting like, or making their original tweets saying things like hearing Dumois on Gossip Girl is like so meta and like just shit like that. And I was just like, I mean, yeah, it's great. But also, <laughs> come on, Gossip Girl. That's what gets people talking is that you had to like, and I didn't even catch the reference to begin with. I had to watch the episode a second time, specifically looking for that reference I caught. I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, you need to ship a bunch of people away. Like, yeah. it's not even like, I don't know. You have to get rid of a lot of people. Does this show, and I'm going to think that your answer is no to this, carry the same guilty pleasure vibe the first one did? Because in your interview with Susanna, she talks about how even like those broy type dudes would come up to her and be like, I love the show. It totally helps me talk to girls and blah, 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 which like speaks to its universality of the original, right? Like so many of us watched it. It didn't have a demographic breakdown because we were all watching it, but this like, but does the new one have the same ability? I mean, other than this online community, are people talking about it? I mean, is this a thing? Cause like I, I don't feel it. And I know a friend or two who watches it, who, they don't like it either because I'm like maybe it's me I mean I have to say with all this though maybe Josh Schwartz to just call it and revamp the OC maybe we we need a little OC I'm just putting it listen I would love sex in the city is back yeah we tried Melrose I have 90210 people coming up on my show two of them in particular and both of them were like look I mean, I asked questions, like they were very vague and they're like, you know, they implied like mm, there might be something. Vague is good. Vague is I'm like, encouraging. Is it a vague movie? Is, is it a, like, what is it? I don't really care what it is, but they implied like there might be another incarnation of 90210 in oh some gosh. respect, whether it's a one-off movie. Yeah. But anyway, I, I was like, whatever it is, I'll take it. Yeah. I don't know. I think, can we just, I mean, listen, the OC podcast with Rachel Bilson and Melinda Clark is very popular. I don't listen to it, but it does very well. So clearly people want it. We need it. Look, Melinda Clark would be on board. I, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Rachel Bilson possibly would. She was, did you watch all her? I mean, I watched everything. Heart of Dixie. I didn't watch Heart of Dixie. It was phenomenal and then she had that abc show which last was there where she was a private eye oh right right also listen rachel bilson to me is i would watch her in anything i think she's so good heart of dixie was literally her character dixie heart was as good as summer roberts oh i love that as amazing like phenomenal i mean she carried the show but it was great it had jamie king in it it was a good show and I love that they had Rachel Bilson in the final episode of the original Gossip Girl. I thought that was a good little homage to their OC life. Um, I think so. So I don't know. I just think like maybe we could talk to someone about bringing the OC back. I, I mean, love that. Adam Brody is not doing it. And oh. um, what's his face? Ben McKenzie has made it very clear, like Dan Humphreys, that he's 
you know, not coming not back. But it. I think maybe you could center it around Rachel Bilson. Summer That's what and I was Seth thinking. didn't work out. And Melinda Clark would do it. And Kelly, what, what's her face? Not Kelly, whatever the mother's name was. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I forget. She would do it. I don't know about Peter Gallagher, but, you know, maybe. And I feel like maybe that was a missed opportunity to do something similar with Gossip Girl because I'm so curious. Did I know that Dan Humphrey and Blake Lively will never come back to the show, but I'm curious about like and little Jay won't. She's and little Jay reckless, won't. and she's right. basically like, I have no interest. But, yeah, right. But some other secondary listen, character. Kelly Rutherford is an actress who is great, and I think Kelly Rutherford wants work. And I think that would be a really good second edition of Gossip Girl because all of her storylines on the original were so interesting that I just so good. I felt like there wasn't enough. Like we needed more Lily. <laughs> Give me more yeah. Lily. <laughs> I mean, and I forgot who played Rufus, but I'm sure he's available for something. Like, and he's probably still handsome because he was very handsome back then. <laughs> right. And Vanessa. Oh, yeah. Vanessa Although I Wooden. think she she just got she just did something. I think she was in something kind of major recently. Oh, okay. Some I don't know if it did well. She had some new show that just came out. I forgot what it was and where it was, but she did. I remember reading it like, oh, good for her. Yeah. I don't know, but like, what else could they bring back and revamp? I mean, with Sex in the City coming back, I think anything's possible. Uh, right? Ugh, without Kim control, but you know, I I understand where she's coming from, and you do you. Bill. I have. I have someone associated with the first Sex in the City that I just recorded that will be on my show, which is somebody kind of major. That's all I'm going to say. Listen, I, mean, I just, just think you got to think of everyone. You got to think there's a lot of not not necessarily there's a lot of people. It's someone good. There's a lot of people on that show that would someone be totally worth it. listening to on a podcast episode. This is really exciting. You're making my life more difficult because I literally am like, okay, bookmark this one to listen to on Saturday when I clean the Somehow house. Somehow that and 902 and I have been on my radar. Lately. I love it. I freaking But I don't love. know. I, I really hope this show turns itself around. Yeah. And they're dropping new, they're coming back in November. So hopefully the next six seasons will, seasons. That's what it is. It's a six more. Mm -hmm. That's okay. my understanding from the internet reading I did because they announced it, HBO Max announced it on Thursday. It's coming back the final six episodes. So I'm like, okay, I hope that's not a misquote because Newsweek had said, you know, they haven't announced specifically, but they're cut, but they will release six in November, but then hours later um somebody else I forget now who it was was like oh no they're releasing on in November so information's kind of spotty I think they're just gonna have a short robe yeah like of like it either needs to come back with a bang mm -hmm. or it's gonna fizzle I think so too especially now with the way television operates and what we're willing to consume like no one's gonna waste their time on a show that they don't have time for like we have infinite possibilities anymore and streaming has taught us that we can get through stuff quickly and so if you're not going to keep and dropping it linear in the linear sense the way that they're doing with it like if we're I'm not, not sure. gonna yeah. yeah i'm not excited like i'm not patiently waiting for thursday for the next episode like i was you know 20 years ago with tv <laughs> like it would have had to make much more of a bang mm -hmm. like for everyone to watch it in november yeah and that feels like, like you're gonna people are gonna forget right like who's gonna pay attention in november for the show and it's like no matter how big the launch was this time i don't know it's different it's right just i i really think people even if you won't give up on it, like you and I will watch it. Yep. But especially are the people going to come back and flock to it the way that like, I don't know. They expected. I, after the first episode and I saw that Luke Kirby is in it, I was like, I told my friend, I was like, I will stick with the show if they give me Luke Kirby every episode because I kind of got a little celebrity crush there. And I would love to see, because I love him in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel as Lenny Bruce. And so I'm like, I need him in real clothes, like modern. And then he does that in Gossip Girl. And I'm just like, oh, he's just, so, there's something about him. I'm just like, you're so sexy. Even like, can't you bring back Georgina Chapman? 
Oh I mean, my god, Georgina, Georgina Sparks. Sparks. Yeah, that would be Can a really you? fun spinoff to watch, especially now that we've seen her child. The child is one of the most. And I just I don't know where I was that I missed that it was him, but like he was he was captivating to watch. Yeah, like, of course he's like some demon seed. That of makes course. a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. So it was perfect. More things like that mm -hmm. I think need to happen, and I guess that's why I felt like it started to get into the stripe of gossip girl because they pulled in Milo Sparks and he was very devious and knew how to do like the dirt digging the way that Georgina did. And it was just like, yes, that feels right. And then it doesn't yeah. really stick for. Right. And like, where did that go? Yeah. And not, not for nothing, bring in Dorota. Zuzana yes. will take it. She'll like, you can't be looking for like a new housekeeper. Right. Someone, and let's like, be honest, she was an amazing part of the original. She's such she was such a grounding force for the original. I think if like you're thinking of all these stunts, like pull them out now because that's yeah. what we want. Yeah, really. Let's just go there. Absolutely. I'm just am so, I being very negative? Is no, I love it. Show? I love it. I'm so here for it because I had all these like moments of like, I really want to love this show and things that are keeping me. You've got a mixed race lead. Thank you. Because that doesn't happen a lot. And then also, oh, Luke Kirby. Oh, I'm so happy about Luke Kirby. And then it's just kind of like. I that. just feel I'm going to have to do. I love numbers and I just need to know like what the numbers have been. Yeah, yeah over the past weeks listen i was more positive about the hills new beginnings which no <laughs> nobody's watching nobody's watching it but i love i it. still loved yeah it all added i mean carolyn who i interviewed she yeah. didn't really do it for me she didn't really jive with the group yeah but i still was the and like i didn't realize like we were gonna have like hardly any whitney like whitney's yeah i was a little bummed about that because i loved her in the original run i thought that she was such a great presence and so cheerful and but kristen cavallari is a fucking superstar she I comes back and steals like every you just you're yeah. like this is why you're a superstar yeah this is why like very cavallari which wasn't even like brilliantly good right. was like so highly rated i'm yeah. like you just and I told you I've met her so many times. She is literally shockingly the nicest oh, person. I love that. She's really nice. Yeah. So I am not so hopeful that the Hills will be back for a third incarnation, mm. but I am here for it if it comes back. 100. Yeah. I thought it was. I mean, what was there not to like about it? I know. I know. Oh. all the ogs that's what you need you need all the ogs with mm -hmm. a couple of new characters that's the way to do it yes totally totally oh david yeah. thank you so much for we'll coming have to back think of something today. else for me to come back with i don't even know what else is is coming back or what show we can be excited by i don't know either that's really hard you're gonna have to be like do you watch this and i mean i i can't think of any I know. show that's really I'll think of one. Okay. You don't watch like Survivor. Mm -mm. That's that's rumored to be coming back. Because like, well, it's coming back, but it's like it's been awful for so many seasons. Yeah. And it's like apparently they figured it out, and the season's gonna be like back to basic. Okay. I don't know. Listen, I used to be so excited by so many shows, and I don't know. That's why I'm like maybe I'm busy, but like I want a show like Emily in Paris where I just yeah. watch it and I'm like I love this yeah. and I get it. Yeah. Yes. That's the great thing about TV. And it, you know, that's what I think the fall drops were so wonderful from like 1988 through like not, you know, two there needs to be an amazing fall drop. There yes. needs to be. Do you watch Grace and Frankie? Yes, but I haven't started the four after yeah. the four. They only I didn't realize they only dropped four. So it's four and then all the rest. And I'm kind of like id. I'm kind of January. feeling like maybe I should wait until they're all dropped because I hate because I'll forget and then you, you know. could I I had a moment yesterday and I watched all four of them but you could easily wait but you're getting more episodes this time so it's yeah. 16 total so that's okay. why they're doing it like this okay but of course they leave off on like a potential you know a see and that's but... the part where I'm just like oh I can't handle I don't I don't but we used to live that way when TV was linear and there was no streaming. The mid-season, you know, finale was always the jaw-dropping moment where you're just like, I have to wait two months until like mid-January or potentially February for this to come back? No, thank the you. The show is like, 
Jane Fonda is everything. Oh, she's amazing. <laughs> I feel like I should do a Jane Fonda appreciation episode because she's done such amazing work and not just actress wise, but like everything like on prime. One of her videos is free. One of her workout videos from like 1990, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that workout video. Let's do this Jane Fonda. <laughs> it's like She's amazing. So maybe yeah. when that comes back, we could do that show. Oh, I would love that. You know, Dolly Parton is coming for the final season. It's I like, just feel like we don't deserve Dolly Parton ever. And that just makes me so happy. Honey, we are. And please just make one reference to nine to five. Just work yes. it in there somehow. Yes. Oh, please. It's your final season. Just, just go do for it. it. Mm-hmm. But that's why they said to Dolly, like, it's now or she wanted to do it other seasons. Just the schedules didn't work out. Right. But they were like, you have th- 16 episodes to choose from and we got to figure this out because it's over. And they were yeah. she was like, okay, but it's it's out there. It's not like it's a known fact if you Google it, like Dolly Parton has stones. Oh, that makes me so happy. So just maybe we'll do that when it comes back. Yeah, I would love that. But I'm oh going to keep an eye that. on the fall to see what's lurking. Coming. Yeah, I appreciate There's got to be something. Yeah, totally. It's Please tell everybody where they can find you if they want to keep up with you. At least listen to the Zuzana episode if you listen to this. It really was great. You know, I'm always like, I've listened to it twice. (laughs) Really? Because you're always just like, is this person going to really be, you know, look, you have a whole career before this and after this. And like, look, she gets it. And she was just great. We we went there. She talks about why her scenes with like, um, with Leighton were so great and her favorite. She said she would agree with her. She said Chase was her favorite on the set to hang with. Like she really went there and talked about like it all. And she told that Ryan Reynolds story, which yes, got a lot that of was press. such a great story. Cindy Lauper. So like I don't know. Everyone should listen to that, but it's literally every five day a week interview podcast behind the velvet rope. And on Instagram at behind velvet rope, there is no the Instagram doesn't like that long title. So at behind velvet rope or behind the velvet rope, listen, check it out. Tell me which interviews you like the best. And I'm serious. I have 90210 coming up and a little sex in the city, but two people from 90210. Oh, I need them now. Give them to me now. (laughs) I, you know, I asked the typical questions. Yeah. We got to ask everything, but really, I just want to know about Shannon. I yes. Like, sorry to go there, but <laughs> how bad was she? People? You kind of have to expect that people are going to ask that question at this point, you know? I'm obsessed with Shannon Dory. Yeah. She's like amazing. So, yeah. All right. Anytime you want me, I'll come back. Thank you so much for being here. And as always, listeners, you can follow us on Instagram at Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous. And thanks for tuning in, y'all. Till next time.